Working drummer. Now kick it. This is the Working Drummer Podcast, serving up perspectives, experiences, and stories from ground-level working pros. Advice, tips, and secrets on how to build a career in the music business. Hey everybody, this is Matthew Krause, and you are listening to the podcast Working Drummer. Today, my guest is drummer Jeremy Robertson. For more than 24 years, Jeremy has been perfecting his precise, unpredictable, high-energy style of drumming. Using a combination of techniques, he has developed his own original style, which is as exciting to listen to as it is to watch. His ability to adapt to any genre of music while maintaining precision, timing, and his uniquely smooth style has earned him numerous accolades and has led him to be known by musicians and fans alike as none other than Mr. Finesse. Currently, Jeremy is touring with country artist Chase Rice. To find out more about this episode and all the episodes that we've done, you can find us at WorkingDrummer.net. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, and while you're there, leave a rating and review. If you like what we're doing here at Working Drummer Podcast and you want to help sustain this ongoing project, there's a way that you can help, and there are many progressive rewards for those of you who can help. I'm talking about free Skype lessons from pro drummers like Ben Caesar and Carter McLean, a free Working Drummer t-shirt, access to bonus content, shout-outs, Twitter follows, and even a personal feature on you within an episode. Check out all the details at patreon.com slash working drummer. I'd like to introduce you all to Crush Drums by telling you about one of their new lines. They are offering a brand new birch kit called the Sublime Birch Series. The Sublime Birch is 100% North American birch. Here's Crush's own Terry Platt talking about some of the cool features of the Sublime Birch Series. One thing that Crush has always done is on our 14-inch floor toms, we do a 14 by 13. It's got the fullness and depth of a 14 by 14 tom, but you can also, tuning range-wise, manipulate it to sound more like a 14 by 12 for the guys that, that enjoy that tone as well. It also includes the hoop saver claws that we developed where we actually have the rubber grommet under the claw protruding through the front of the claw. So if somebody grabs their drum set and sets it down, say, on concrete, you know, claw side down, it doesn't scratch up everything. And here's one of my favorite things about what Crush is doing. The bearing edges are cut a little more specifically for the drums. Our standard edge is a, you know, kind of a double 45, and the outside is rounded over so you get some more head contact with the shell. On the bass drum, you'll notice that the resonant side is even rounder than that and then the uh, batter side is going to be a little bit sharper just so you get that nice snap out of the kick but the resonant head really brings the whole shell into the equation of the tone you can also find a link to the new sublime birch series in our show notes and see the beautiful finishes and configurations they offer in the near future we've got much more to share in regard to crush drums in this dynamic company for now check out crush drums at crushdrum.com Here you go. I hope you enjoy this conversation I had with Jeremy Robertson. Most of the songs now do have tracks. A lot of the newer songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they play those, yeah, I've, I've seen some people use them for I, that. I think I think the question I'm, I'm or the question I'm raising with you is just kind of like I'm wondering: Is this something that? players need to become more aware of maybe that that haven't been doing mm-hmm. loops or maybe they're interested in getting into it but haven't had a real reason to it's like well maybe maybe now's the time to do mm-hmm. it and maybe i'm asking that more for myself than anything well else. yeah I, I would say yeah um 
uh, at least uh, get a little bit of knowledge about it. Right, uh, right. Like, so if you're, when yeah. you're thrown to it, you're just not like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah, so I, I would say that it'll just it'll just make it easier. Or somebody be like, okay, you know, I know you can do this. Um, what if I throw this at you, or you yeah. know, just or request yeah. or whatever the case is. Like, is it possible to do that? You you have, mm-hmm. if you had a setup for that, then yeah. like, yeah, I'm I'm cool. I, yeah. I got it. Yeah. You know, we talk so much about like the ability to play, the ability to hang. Yeah, um, and then. There's all these other things. It's like now, you know, can you adapt to different situations, <laughs> to trends? Can you adapt to trends, whether it's, yeah. um, you know, a setup mm-hmm. um, or um, or maybe just a, a, um, kind of mimicking a certain style, but, but maybe handling electronics, you know, like smoothly. So, yeah. hey, man, this guy was great to work with. He, like, was on it. He understood Ableton. He understood... Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know the counting thing. It, you know he he processed the information pretty quickly, and we were able to like get through rehearsal quick and get on the show. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely it, it definitely I would say it would behoove you to to like have some some common knowledge of those mm-hmm. things. Like, mm-hmm. and the quicker you can get through it, yeah, right, the better right. it would be. Yeah, like, I mean, like Ableton sometimes can be painful. Like if you just don't know how to if you don't know how to finagle through it. You know, it can be a pain in the butt. It's it's easy, but it's still a pain in the butt. Well, uh, th- this is getting this is jumping a few steps ahead for me. But uh, on Chase's gig, are mm-hmm. you um, are the songs a set format, or is there wiggle room within the song structures? How does that set up? Um, we it, well, it just depends on him. Well, we 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 usually have a set list. Yeah, but um, we we call audibles all the time. So you just got to be ready. You have to be ready. So the way I got everything set up, I can Wait, move Say that around. again? Audibles? Yeah. He call audibles all the time. Like, he like, uh, we have a, say we have a song on the set list next. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, uh, let's pull out an old song. I want to do something. I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like doing something else. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he could throw something in there. He'll throw, throw some, some curveballs. Curve yeah, yeah, all right. Like, he'll throw some curveballs and like, and... Like you just gotta, you have to be ready for them. Like so, yeah. I, I got, I have everything I need and everything how how I'm set up. Yeah, I'm able to to get to it quick. Yeah, and like and like I said, I have it set up to where um, it's it's driving my other pad. So like it changed all my sounds. Just oh. gotta be ready. Like, yeah, yeah. So you just gotta be ready. Okay. Yeah. All right. I know because with Ableton, you're able to like extend sections mm-hmm. you know or do different things like that so if somebody's like they're going to take an extra guitar solo or mm-hmm. keep this groove happening yep. i'm going to talk to the audience for a while and then wait for this cue and then we're going to come in you so. can do it you can set up a vamp section you can set up like uh, uh just the chorus uh-huh. like or or like a go to the turnaround like you can you can definitely set all of that up yeah in it like you know yeah. almost what I have, um, I think I just took, uh, we stopped doing like extra courses and stuff like that. So I think I just took that out. Um, but I do have like a vamp section. Uh, for, if we want to go into a vamp or something like that, he just, it depends on him. If he's feeling froggy, we'll, we'll do some extra stuff. 
Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, so it's a thing. Yeah, then I have a go to an end section, you know. Mm-hmm. I got an ending section that I that mm-hmm. I can go to. Right. I, but I'm up there talking to the band most of the time anyway in my talk back, so I'm kind of like guided. I just uh, have okay. To, I have to watch him, feed off him. Yeah. And sometimes I just have to hit stop because he'll go left. <laughs> like, yeah, like right. All right, we just got to hold on, guys. Just like you know, try to keep up. <laughs> right, right. So. You know, that's a that's a good uh, thought. I just started working with Julie Roberts. She's mm-hmm. got a new record coming out here soon, and okay. there's a there's some tracks we're running, but I'm just using a simple program on an iPad. She doesn't have too many shows. Okay. You know, we've only done like five shows in the last two months or so. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple times where she wasn't coming in. Right, and uh, so yeah. I had to just stop the clip, stop the uh, track, or uh, we had to like start over, but try to do it. You know, it, and there were theater crowds and stuff like that. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, but uh, the band leader was teasing me. He's like, "Well, as soon as you can figure out how to keep that intro going, as long as we need to, man, that'd be great." <laughs> you know, and I, I and I I, I think. I don't know if he realizes, though, that that is a thing, though. Yeah. And um, if she starts doing more shows and bigger shows, then uh, it's definitely worth looking yeah. into. Or set it up to where, like, she can get count-ins, like, um, to where she's supposed to come in. At, yeah, and, yeah, uh, and I have that. Right, yeah. and um, But a lot of times, these, again, these shows weren't real big, so I was the only one using ears. Oh, I got you. She wasn't doing that. Um, but yeah, certainly as, um, hopefully as the production gets better, uh, back up to where she was, mm-hmm. then, then that would be, that would be good for sure. Yeah. Um, well, tell me what's going on uh, these days. What's your summer been like? What's fall looking Ooh, like? I mean, summer was pretty busy. Um, we kind of been all over the place. Uh um, we just, we, we did, uh, over in, we were over in Korea for a little while. Yeah. And that was like, uh, scary and exciting at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of my summer. We just traveled around a good little bit. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, he, he definitely keep us busy. That's nice. So. Is it coming to, is it slowing down? Is it, uh, do you guys have much going on this? Uh, well, this we fall? just, we just started fall tour. Um, but it's still like slowing down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely taking some, some time to himself. Um, we're getting ready to put out the album next month. So he's been kind of trying to let us breathe a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and and himself also, he's, he's been working pretty hard on it. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's what we have coming up. And you know, a few days off here and there. Yeah. And then it's back to the grind. But that's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all good, though. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I know with a new album, uh, that means that heavy touring oh, yeah. usually follows to kind of support everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we all just looking forward to it. We're we always looking forward to the new music, period. Yeah. Uh, it's been like um, two and a half, maybe, two and a half years since he put put out an album. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely looking forward, forward to it. Uh, Playing all of the new music, we play some of some of the tunes now, and um, he got some good tunes on there. So we were ready to rock and roll. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, because th- nothing's worse than the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely true. Um, I, I'm 
so fascinated with Korea mm-hmm. that my wife and I have read tons of books on it, on North Korea, at least. Yeah. And my wife lived in China for a year, actually. Oh, wow. So that part of the world has kind of been more interest, more interesting, I think, uh, in general for us. And so when I saw a lot of the pictures and stuff, I was like, oh, cool. Yes. I did a USO tour like back in 2001 um, in the Middle East, and that was just an amazing experience. And mm-hmm an opportunity to kind of see the other side of what the military does and, mm-hmm. and uh, well, to see what our brothers and sisters do for us, yeah. you know, overseas and the sacrifices they make being away from home. Yeah. So what was that? Can you tell me some of that? Uh, that man, was a- it was unbelievable. Um, like, my being that my dad's re- retired master sergeant, like, you know, it's, the appreciation level is a little higher for you know for me but like going over there and just seeing the training and like the everyday stuff that they had to do like i'm over there nervous anyway (laughs) so (laughs) i don't want nothing to happen while i'm over there so i'm like man you know they shoot missiles and stuff but um i mean they 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 trained hard they they were right. up like in the morning. Like we got up. I'm going to get some coffee in the mornings. They're like people are holding on to each other's shoulders, dragging each other. Like they got their legs blown off. The the training was intense. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you can planes, you could just they maneuvers all day. Mm-hmm. It's like you can tell they like kind of preparing for something. And I'll just hope like let me get back to to. <laughs> and this was me. in August. You oh were yeah, there. yeah. This was like yeah, not too long ago, and it's just like they they. Just, for war man and you know we were over there to play for them and they appreciated it a lot nice um they had definitely had a good appreciation for it and like you know just kind of get their mind off things yeah but everybody over there you talk to is just like you know thanks for coming like he's it'll get it's getting killing off my mind that's all they know yeah that's all they know that's mm-hmm. that's their mentality like we if we have to Right. We're going to go blow shit up. Right, <laughs> right, right. It's just like, it's intense. And how long are you guys there? Um, about a week and a half. Okay. Long, how many? Sh- that's, a, that's, a, that's a long time, man. <laughs> long time. Yeah. Scared every minute. Like, but when you fly that far, no matter where you're going, yeah, uh, you, wanna, you don't want to be there. Because I, I flew to Scotland. We were there for a two and a half days or maybe two days. Uh, and that was the worst. Spend no. more time traveling. But how many shows did you guys do? Um, we did one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Five. And we did, we did about five bases while we was over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just went around. We, we had to travel to some of the bases. We had an off day, you know, a couple off days where they split it up to where we got a little break. Yeah. And got to see some stuff. Like, but, man, it's intense. It's yeah. Intense over there. It's literally mines, over two million mines that that separates South Korea and North Korea. Like it's like they tell you, like stay on the road, do not walk off the yeah. path. Yeah. Like a guy took a break to go pee, gone. Yeah. Like this is like a week before we got there. Yeah. So you know they, you know, just going through that whole the motion of of. Um, them telling us like how it works over there, and they they like it's nothing to them. They I guess they just used to it, right? Right. Like, but I was freaking out. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I can't walk where? Okay. Like, I'm in the middle of the road. I'm in the yellow line. <laughs> well, I'm sure everybody there first couple of weeks or yeah. whatever, you know, just to kind of wrap your head around what it is. I mean, we, we're... We're not used to any of that no, here, man. Not at all. Um, right. At least we think we are, you know, right. for sure. Um, that's crazy, man. That's yeah. well, what a what a what a great experience for sure. Did yeah. you get any time in in uh, Seoul? Oh yeah, yeah. We got to hang out there. We went and ate yeah. some Korean barbecue. Oh yeah. Like we did a little bit of shopping. Well, mostly I I shop some, but uh, like for shoes and stuff like that. Yeah. The rest of the guys really kidding. I got a small foot, so. Like okay. it, like anything like past a ten, you you just out of luck. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Anything man. past a ten, you out of luck. Uh, his, I, I was fine. <laughs> I just would be fascinated with that. That I mean, because the history behind the war that never really came to an end, mm-hmm. technically, and um, and the economics of the two different countries. Yeah. Um, South Korea at the end of the war was far more impoverished than North Korea, and now they're like a major economic force in the world today between cars and cell phones and technology and everything like that. And the complete antithesis of that is North Korea. You know, just... it's it's, It's a really amazing... A thing in 2017 that we have yes. this going on. I know. It is, I, I don't. I don't know how they do it over there. Like you, you have to. We we went to the DMZ. Yeah. So we got to. They took us to some places that, you know, they really don't take like most tourists and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. literally, you are freaking out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we got to see like like over into North Korea, like they 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 have. Like a whole housing area, area like it's just a village or something like that with painted windows, painted doors. Like the houses are fake. Like if you look over to North Korea, that's what you're gonna see. You don't yeah. see no traffic, no nothing, nobody moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just fake house, fake buildings. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, what's the purpose of that? Yeah. And then it's blaring music, propaganda music, like all day long. Yeah. They blare music, and I'm I'm talking to the soldiers, and I was like, "How do y'all sleep?" It's like, man, you just get used to it. Like, yeah. you get tired, you go to sleep. Yeah, it's all day long, loud music yeah. or like speeches that he gives. Like, I was like, "Oh man, I don't know how y'all do this. It drive me nuts." <laughs> anything catchy? Anything? Yeah, like, hey, I like that. No, nope. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. Tell me about what you do on the road to, you know, this, everyone kind of has their thing when, when they're not playing, when they're not performing. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, if it's trying to stay mentally healthy, physically healthy, uh, keeping your chops together, kind of like all these different elements or keeping in touch with friends and family. Mm-hmm. What, what, how do you spend your time away from the kit? Um, uh, I would say a little bit a little bit of everything um definitely try to talk to family yeah um but i, I stretch a lot hmm. i stretch um well it's you know i mean getting older yeah um and then we you play 
I don't know, three, four nights a week. When you do get a time, you know, the time off or whatever, <clears throat> you still want to kind of stretch out your limbs and um, make sure everything's still working proper. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like to, I know this thing is I like to stretch. Um, and I still work on hand stuff every now and then. Or if I'm sitting down, um, um, I use my, my I, I wouldn't say it's my technique, I guess. Um, but um, I like to... Just do rudiments with just my hands and do stuff with my feet. Just make it like, you know, I guess attempt like I'm playing drums, but it's mm-hmm. just using hands, feet mm-hmm. by themselves. I do a lot of that stuff like that uh, to see if I can like have clean rows with just my hands. Mm. Like, well, you know, just working on wrists like that too. You work on wrists, you work, you can also build up your feet. Yeah. Like that. Um, just doing little exercises to keep them going, like try to burn them out. Okay. And then let them rest, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll oh, do okay. little that's stuff a, like that. That's interesting. Kind of like a, almost like a, uh, I guess an athlete would do stuff yeah. like that. Oh, it's almost like a workout, but it's just hands and feet. Right, right. Yeah. It's it's interesting because, you know, I always think of, of, you know, working on building up speed and control and things like that. And then people say, because you're dealing with small muscle groups and you're, and you're dealing, there's this always this parallel between the athlete the athletic part of drumming and mm. the musical part of drumming. And sometimes the line is not always clear, especially when it's you true. see somebody just like completely smashing the kid or somebody that just doesn't, isn't driving the band the way it should, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the opposite ends of things. But I'm also wondering kind of like how this one thing uh, that I was thinking of, I was watching uh, some videos of you playing soloing stuff, man, just total geeking out on you playing. So it was <laughs> so great, man. So, and, 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 and seeing the visual element as well. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of talk to you more about that. I, I'm, I'm, seeing a lot of or hearing a lot of people say you know it's like well this 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 player he's what a great drummer what a great uh, but also to see the this guy play is just as fun as watching them play there's this element so like when i saw um abe laboreal jr play oh, with yeah. mccartney um my seats and were pretty far away but it didn't matter whether well, it's the big screens but still he the the visual element was so entertaining and, yeah and and that's something that i've struggled with that it's like well but what am i hearing you know who are my heroes and are they big visual guys like steve gadd or matt chamberlain mm-hmm. not so much but there is that thing there is that visual element have you have you taken that into consideration in your technique and the way you play or is it just does it just happen naturally it's it's just it kind of just started to happen naturally um i was like marching band like you know i've i've always grew up around like like band stuff or my dad playing and stuff like that and you know my brother be coming home. He's he's nine years older than me, so mm-hmm. like of course he went to middle school, high school, marching band, that stuff. Like he'll come home and be doing all these flashy stuff with sticks, and and I just thought it was like always cool. That like okay, these guys got these stick patterns and stuff like that, but they still playing at yeah. the same time. Yeah. So I was always intrigued by that. And so you say stick patterns, like so they're they're moving around the kit. And doing something that visually is visually that that would just look cool, yeah. You know, like so I was just like, huh. I wonder can I 
incorporate some of that stuff. Like, it's just the energy. Like, watching a marching band, watching the snare line or like what the what the quad the quints or the quad players are doing mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. how they're moving when they're still playing you know that that always captured my attention yeah yeah so i was just like okay these guys are really cool they get to do all this stuff and they still moving how do they manage to play and dance mm -hmm. kind of like you know mm -hmm. at the same time so i just like I'm just a happy person when I'm behind a kit. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, right. So I move, I move, and I, I just do stuff. I let it flow. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't try to take away from the music or anything like that. I, you yeah. know, I'm like, but if it's a, a time where he let me go, uh -huh. you know, then, yeah, you probably see some stuff. Yeah, right, it, right, it'll right, happen. right, 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 right. Well, it, and you have the. When did you start using the Chinas? Are you still doing that? The uh, every now and then. I hadn't used it this year. Okay. Um, but that thing that came from John Blackwell. Okay. Like, um, um, rest his soul. Uh, yeah. Um, he he was like one of the big influences in my life, man. He um, grew up down the street. Okay. So him and my brother, they march high school marching really? band together okay. and I just kind of grew up watching him and my brother go at it on the drums and like mm. John when he went away went away to Berkeley people used to laugh at him when he put the put the china up behind his head and stuff like that I did too actually yeah. I was like oh, you know that's kind of looks kind of crazy but then he just started doing all this stuff with it and um, and it, you know it was cool so I was just like mm. alright well not too bad, and we we being from South Carolina, all of us, all of our little buddies, we tried it. It was like we just trying different stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it, it actually was cool. Yeah. So I mean, I, I kind of kept, I kind of kept uh, the idea, but I wanted two. Oh, he only had, he was using one. You got yeah. that. Sure, I was man. like, all right. If one so, is good, two must be great. I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. Like, you know, so I can have, I kind of stretch out and hit both sides of it. Um, That's why you need to stretch all the time. Yeah. That rotator cuff. Got to gotta <laughs> move, man. Got to move. That's awesome. Got to move. Always, always stretching. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how that was born, just, just watching him do it. Um, well, tell me more about that because mm -hmm. I, I saw your post about John, and um, but that's I, I I wonder what the connection was. Um, yeah. But you guys, you literally grew up with him in the yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, going to the house. Um, he was never one to really play outside or go go outside. Like we all be outside playing basketball, and you hear drums, and it's, it's him. He's going to town, mm -hmm. like. You know, that was his thing, like, since we was kids. He's like, I'm going to play on the big stage. I'm mm -hmm. going to play. And, you know, we all still had the same kind of mentality. I had the like, same thing, like, oh, I'm going to play on the big stage too. Mm -hmm. You know, but he lived it every day. Mm -hmm. Like, you could not go outside and not hear his drums. Mm -hmm. Like, so, you know, that, that encouraged some of us to, to either, like, get in there and share too or – Oh, I'll be over there, like, you know, trying to figure out what he's doing. And he's he sit there, listen to a record, listen to a record, come back, start playing with it, listen to him more. He work out the parts, mm -hmm. like that's what he's doing. Like you know, that's his thing. Like I never forget, I was over there one day, and um, 
He pulled out Patti LaBelle. If only you knew. He's like, play this. I was like, what? <laughs> Bro, I just want to jam, man. Like, I just yeah. want to come over here and beat up stuff. Like, you know. But that kind of, like, you know, what my dad taught me in that, like, put it in another perspective. Like, just to see him do it the way he broke it down. He's like, dude, you got to, you have to learn it like this. Because he kept stopping me. Like, I play a little bit. Like, nope. Go back. Listen to that. Hmm. What's the drummer doing there? Mm-hmm. What's the hi-hat pattern doing there? Like, mm-hmm. like he didn't play that on the hi-hat. Mm-hmm. It might have sound like that, but you're not playing the accents right. Oh, man, he was rough on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate yeah. it, especially now, yeah. because, like, it, it, it definitely taught me a lot. It taught me how to play with some records and stuff like that. And right, just, right. Like, seeing how... His passion and his love for it, like, it gave me, you know, even more love for it, too. Right. You know, just getting to pick his brain on some stuff. Yeah. Like, that's where most of my calls went when I, like, I just wanted to give up. Huh. Like, he he was just that that guy, like, bro, stop. Hmm. Get out of your own way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go get on the drums. Yeah. Like, stop complaining. Like, what are you complaining about? You having fun. You get to play music. Like, he, he, yeah. he was rough on me. He didn't, pull, he didn't pull no punches, but, you know, that was just him. Right. Like, that was just him. That was him with me and a lot of the guys that we grew up with. I took, like, <clears throat> some of the things that he showed me, and, like, I, I it, you know, it, it made me go sit down for, like, six hours. Hmm. Be out in the garage. Six so, hours. what would be one of those things? Do you remember? Um, I would say just you know a groove, like one way to play, uh, several ways to play a groove. One groove, like boom, cat, boom, boom, cat. Like, how long can you hold that? Just that groove. Yeah. You know, like you know, he he did stuff like that. Or, like, how long can you hold that groove? Or, all right, if you're going to change it up, change it up maybe the hi-hat pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, kick, snare, stay the same. Or if you're going to change it up, like, you want to change something up, all right, change the kick pattern a little bit. But kind of still have that same feel. Let it still flow. And you just play those things, like, verbatim. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, play them as long as you can play them. Mm-hmm. Um, we as drummers, our mind is not wired I guess to do that, we're gonna get out on if we especially it's just us on the drum set practicing, we're gonna get out there, we're gonna start playing everything out in the sun. Mm-hmm. That's we that's just what we do. Right, right. But getting out there and playing a simple groove for about five minutes. And five minutes is a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like one minute, two minutes is a long time right. for, for us, period. Yeah. But I mean just just that. And then, you know, like how can I Make this feel really good. Mm-hmm. What what else can I do to this one groove? Right. Um, and and those those are some of the things that that he he worked on, and I saw that. And so those are some of the things that I worked on. Right. I wanted this to this pocket to feel. Yeah. Like it's the last thing I'm gonna ever play. Cause you want to work, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I want I want my my hi hat and and those little things to to sound slightly different than this guy. Mm. You know, this it's the feel and it's like and what I hear. Yeah. Like how I listen to music or whatever the case is. Like it's yeah, you can do when I might do 
Mm. Still same thing, mm-hmm. but it's gonna make my groove ride. It's gonna make it. I, I can't explain it. It's gonna make it. Um, I don't know. Just it just feels better to me. Right. Like I'm, I'm gonna play the same thing, but my my your accent might be a little bit different. Sure. Than mine. Sure. Like. Yeah. And so many elements, so, like the sticks that you yeah. play, the things that you learn rudimentary, rudimentary, mm-hmm. rudimentally growing up is going to affect your approach. Yeah, of course. You know, and there's going to be people that are going to hear you and say, that's what I need. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to back me up. Or that's what we need in this band. Or that's what I need on this session. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, this song requires Jeremy Robertson. This song, I gotta have him for this song because his approach to the, you know, the, what he does on the hi hat. Yeah. Whatever. It's almost like there's a, there's a, uh, I think it's Peter Gabriel's song, and I don't know who's playing drums, but it's it's Stuart Copeland just on the hi hat because they had to hire him just to play the hi hat. Oh, wow. You know, because of the way he plays the hi hat. Yeah. So it was an overdub, <laughs> but just to come in and do his thing. That's that's why. Right. Um, because. No one plays the hi hat like he does. Hey, so you know, again, you were talking about songwriters. You know, yeah. the, the, they've got their producers and songwriters are going to have a certain thing going on. Well, on kind of staying on that, what, what, um, how much are you able to? Now, how long have you been playing with Chase? Um, almost three years now. Okay. Yeah. And and what. Are there any limitations on what you are able to bring to the table? No, he's he, he kind of tells us to, to to be ourselves. Yeah. Um. So we can pretty much we can pretty much open open it up if if we wanted to, but when I I just don't I I you know I I love the music. Mm-hmm. I, um, it, there's there's a couple of songs that he even tell me that like, man, go like play some of that crazy stuff. And I was <laughs> like, no, <laughs> no, man, yeah. like because you're singing right there. Like I'm, like you know, I want people to hear what you're saying, right. and I want to hear what you're saying because you might yeah. say the wrong word and I can clown you later. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But no, um, but yeah, he he tell me all the time like, man, play some of the crazy stuff. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I, but I but like, there's opportunities for you to do that. Oh yeah. Now are you playing a solo every night or just about every night? He yeah. he just like that's his break time. Yeah. As you as you want to call it, if you want to call it that. But um yeah, he he let the band members he let us just play. Okay. He he'll, he'll walk off stage and like go just play, have fun at, at any uh, point in time during the yeah. show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He'll like go for it, buddy. Yeah, like he try, he tries to make me work a lot harder. He he wants to see something different every yeah. night. He be like, "All right, that's cool. Do something else." I'm like, bro, I just play for like five minutes, man. You want me to do something else? He's like, "Yeah, keep going." Yeah. So I I try to mix it up. Um, I was gonna ask you kind of like how you approach soloing. Oh, that's a good question. Um. Well, I'm a. I would say I'm a big. Um, when it comes to music, I love horns. Hmm. So, my approach, I try to be a little more melodic. Mm-hmm. It depends on how much time I got. I guess I'll say that if 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 I have if I have a lot of time, and I know it's a situation where he's just about to go sit sit down off stage and just. <laughs> 
and just chill out for a little while. Yeah. Then, then like that that other side of me, like when it comes to playing drums, I I hear horns, I hear my solos. Mm-hmm. Like so, I try to build whether like start slow, go fast, or you know, give like give some some you know people something to like look forward to or like shock them. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I. I guess what I try to do when it when it comes to soloing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I might start off with no snares on, uh, do something like that's melodic with the toms, uh-huh. um, and then go from go from there. Yeah, you know, people they want to see things like exciting. They want to see stuff fast. They just want to hear it like. Yeah. So you got to throw a couple rows in there to keep the attention. Right. But it's all about how you do it. Like you know, you just your approach have to be a little, a little different. You have you have to be aware of what you're doing and aware of kind of what the crowd wants. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So that's. I don't know. That's that's how I I kind of try to do it. I might do something fast, and it just might be a loud, bop, and then it'd be mm-hmm. real light playing. I make them listen. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's just how you capture their attention. Right. And, no, that's great because it's almost like uh, reading the audience the way yeah. a frontman does, mm-hmm. and kind of playing with their emotions in many ways. Like when you play softer, you talk soft. People lean in. They want and to you know grab what you're them, doing. and then because yeah. if you just come out blazing, like say you have the time, you know you have the time to create something compositionally, mm-hmm. then you can build and create structure, yeah. something for someone. That's, that's that's one of my favorite things to do. I, I like to have time with it, like spend time with it. Um, like I said, I'm I'm a I'm a horns guy, so I kind of. No, that's really good. Um, I've never been great at soloing. Most of the gigs I've done don't really call for it mm-hmm. and then when somebody does call for it i'm like uh-oh i should be spending some time doing that because more and more I, I, i'm starting to realize it's like you know get out of your head about it mm-hmm. you're an entertainer and when i see you know players soloing and i hear the audience reacting i'm like they're entertaining yeah take your drummer hat off and put your ears on and, and, and see what's going on. Listen to what's going on. There's something happening there on stage. Mm-hmm. And it's not drummer to drummer. It's like, oh, well, he's overplaying. Or he's doing this. Or, or oh, yeah, that's cool. Or you, you, or whatever. You know, the, kind of all the, the criticisms that we, 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 we hold and we, that hold <laughs> us back, yeah. you know. Um, let that go. It's like, what's happening here? There's, fu- there's, there's joy. There's, there's, there's energy. There's all these great things mm-hmm. that are happening. So as, as I'm kind of getting out of my head about it, I'm thinking, okay, what can I do? And, and I'm, so I'm going back and I'm thinking about all the advice that I've been giving. I'm given about soloing, like mm-hmm. creating motifs, yep. playing that motif, and then doing something, filling it. And then coming back to the motif and then filling around and then coming back to it. So those kinds of elements. The other thing that you mentioned that that reminded me of this was think like a horn player. Yeah. Because those of us who play instruments that don't require breathing can go and go and go. Yeah. And exactly. horn players have to breathe. So they naturally create phrasing. 
like a sentence, like you, uh, there's an arc to、mm-hmm. their phrasing, a beginning, blah 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 blah, da 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 da. Yeah. Stop. Da 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 da. It's something that works, and when you apply that as a horn, thinking like a horn player to to drums, then you create a more、um, musical and melodical idea. Just it's, inherently, it's 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 a lot of space dynamics, like you know, like it, it's all all of that 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 comes with it, <clears throat> like um, like like. Ba ba da dum ba ba, you know, on the drums it's still the same. Ba ba da dum ba da. Like so, that's that's how I see it. I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't know. Every, I, I get picked on a lot when I, when I tell people that. Like I like I like to be a horn player when I when I play drums. Yeah, yeah. When I'm when I'm soloing, like it's just I love the creativity of like. How they play certain lines, the way they play certain lines. What were they feeling at that time when they played just that line, or、mm-hmm. how they hold it?、Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's okay like to let the drums ring sometimes.、Right. You don't have to blaze around them all the time. Yeah, they they have they have they sustain for a reason. Right, let it breathe. Like boom, doom doom. Right. Like you can create space with that, and、yeah. that's how that's what horn players do, and that's that's how I see it. It almost seems like you know you give the person, you give the audience a chance to yell. You know what I mean? Yeah. If so, you're like, <laughs> you don't hear, but as soon as you go, bam, boom, boom, woo! <laughs> you notice that? You, like, you do. Like I say, you got to play for them too. So you you have to. Like know how to be able to interact with them, yeah. To to where they they kind of trying to get where you coming from, or for,、yeah. for some of the musicians that are in the crowd, they were like, "Oh, that was cool." Right,、yeah. right. But but you have to remember that that's so rare. You know, it's、yeah. like the the people in the audience are mostly going to be non musicians and and almost ninety nine percent non drummers.、Mm-hmm. So. If you're doing something only a drummer could understand, that's one thing. But if it evokes a certain emotion, then it then it should be done. Yeah, you know,、um, and you're bringing people up and down in it. I, I think of like really great storytellers or comedians that do that and come full circle. You know, they 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 say something, they they introduce an idea, and then they they riff over it, and then、mm-hmm. at the end of Their set, they bring that idea back, and you're like, "Oh, that's brilliant." That's cool, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and 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 they're taking it's one person on stage; it's a solo act, and I mean, it's kind of different. But at the same time, there's there's a lot of parallels where you're just like, they're taking us on a journey, and they're entertaining us、mm-hmm. with this thing, and they're just not coming out. Ba 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 ba. There's pauses. There's there's space. You know,、yep. some of my favorite comedians. I mean, they're just—they're not talking the whole time. They're waiting, engaging reaction, and feeding off that energy, and、yeah. knowing how to interact, and bring improvisation into the element. But there's also structure. So, what about you? I mean, is there?、Um, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing tonight, or I feel I'm feeling loose today. We haven't played in like two weeks, so、mm-hmm. I'm going to go to a couple. Tried and true things. I mean, how? 
Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I think it's uh, mine comes from. It depends on what I'm listening to during the day. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know. So what if it's uh, North Korean propaganda music? <laughs> you like the way I brought then that? I'll get up there and play a little march. <laughs> See, I'm trying to bring it back around, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, if it's, if it's North Korean don't propaganda, like, I'll play a little march or something. Actually, I did play a march while I was over there. Oh, did you? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I kind of did like a little drum, like snare drum and kick drum thing. Yeah. Like, so kind of did that while I was yeah. over there. But... Um. Yeah, I, I, it depends on what I'm listening to. Like, mm. you know, I have my days where I, I don't know, I'm feeling Black Sabbath or, uh, or something funky. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a weird guy when it comes to me. I listen to a little bit of everything across yeah. the board. Yeah. Um, because I just like to know what yeah. what's out there, what people are doing. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, why would he play that right there? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's. That's kind of my thing. If I, if I, you can tell if I've been listening to like some ballad stuff. You can tell if I've been listening like, uh, like R and B mid tempo ish, mm-hmm. um, or like neo soul or rock. Yeah, you can you can probably tell in my playing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It is amazing how that that those things affect you. Mm-hmm. And I've I've mentioned this several times. It's like there's definitely certain types of things I'll listen to. Before I go into a session or before I go play with somebody, and there mm-hmm. are things that I'll, that I'll avoid as well. Yeah. Stuff that I really enjoy listening to, but it's like, but maybe it's it it's not a groove oriented, it's not a pocket oriented thing that that needs to happen. And maybe it's some overplaying that I really enjoy listening to. Yeah. But it's like for I know for the session, I know for the stuff that I get called for, it's not, there's not not going to be any of that. So stay focused on. What are my favorite recordings that, yeah. that influence me to play tastefully and and whatever it's like, and I just kind of and go to that and just you know get that into my head so that hope that finds its way into your playing. Yeah, uh, there's a great Facebook post you had um, about you interacting with a. Do you remember this? You probably do. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, so you have a. This 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 back and forth between this guy. Oh. He goes. Uh, the, the guy says, uh, "What are you going to play?" And you write one and three, two and four. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to create? You a pocket. He says, "Are you a gospel chops guy?" And you say, "The music is my gospel, and I allow room for the world to be heard." But if you're asking me, I, can I play some licks? Yes, but only if it's called on. And he says, "Why is that?" Because and you say. I like having a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a uh, that was a strange conversation. Like, what was he trying to get at? You think? I, I mean, I guess he was trying to. I, I don't know. I mean, not, not every black drummer is like gospel chops or like you know, or young drummer. We all about chops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of what he was like aiming at. He was just trying to figure out who I am mm-hmm. um, on the drum. And that's that's cool. You can, you can just you can ask me, mm-hmm. and and I'm just gonna tell you who I am. Right. Like so, I I think that's. Um, I, th- I thought he thought I think he thought I was gonna really get up there and just chop all over the music. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and just kind of. I was kind of being a smart aleck when I was answering those questions. Sure, sure. 
What are you gonna play? One and three and two and four, man. I'm like, bro, really? You gonna really pull this card right now? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, setting up and my, my tech setting up the drums and stuff like that, and you know, I'm checking out the drums, looking at the heads, and like talking to him about the kit. Man, he pulls that out. He's like, "Oh, you the drummer?" And I was like, "Yeah." Like, uh, yeah, I try to play at least. <laughs> and he just went on from there, and then somehow he got into that. And I was like, okay, this guy, he going to really, he going to pull this card on me today. It's cool. But, you mean, you mean the, the gospel chops thing yeah. that he was bringing up? Yeah, I was like, he going to really pull this card today. I was like, you know, here's a simple, here's some simple answers for you. Yeah. And then just watch the show. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, but... I mean, a lot of people think that, and it's not always the case. Yeah. You know, like, my greatest joy is playing a pocket. Yeah. That's my greatest joy. Not mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do I like to do some little licks here and there? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, you know, it's fine with it. And it sounds like Chase wants that from you, too. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's the challenge. I think that's what I'm trying to figure out mm-hmm. here. It's like, if somebody came in... And to do the chase gig and um, fill in for you mm-hmm. and knew the songs and can play, played pocket and everything like that was great. But it was time to solo and they didn't have solo chops. It's like, well, we're missing Jeremy here, mm-hmm. you know, because this is a big part of what we do. This is a part of the show, you know. Yeah. Well, they can they can be creative in their own way. They don't necessarily have to, to build a solo. Yeah. Like playing, playing. Playing solos can mean so many different things, at right. least in my mind. Right. Like, just a, a simple beat. Or, like, I seen I saw a guy, uh, for instance, one time, like, play one of the best solos I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it was simple. Mm-hmm. Played the groove, they called his name, like, such and such. Let him go. Uh-huh. And he just, bow, one big hit. Kept the hi-hat going. Yeah. And we all is sitting there like waiting. I'm sitting there like, okay, slob about to hang out my mouth because I know he's about to just crush it because yeah. he's wiping his face with his towel, getting himself, wiping his hands off, drying off the sticks. And I'm like, oh, he's about to rip this wide open. Yeah. And he came back in with solo over. <laughs> I was just like, wow. He just baited me that entire time, and yeah. that's all he did. But yeah. that's the greatest thing I've seen. Hmm. So you don't have to necessarily get up there and play all these different things. Right. A simple beat. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or do something cool on the hi-hat. That's, that's your solo. Yeah. Good idea. Maybe that's maybe that's my maybe that's my ticket right there. But not to get too far away mm-hmm. from what we were talking about before, because we, uh, you were with the Black Drummers of Nashville Roundtable, yeah. and I thank you for that, man, for coming out and hanging. And this came up. Man, why is my forgetting his name? Who brought this up? He said, "Not all black drummers are gospel chops guys." Mm-hmm. You know, so. And I mean, you talk a little bit about that kind of this interaction, but mm-hmm. anything more to kind of like add to that? The any stories or any info uh, insight on kind of your experience in the last three years, maybe or more? Yeah, um, well, as far as like being and being uh, in Nashville or being with a uh, country artist. Well, yeah. Um, 
uh, a lot of times that, you know, that is um, the perception. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, no, I don't know if I want to hire this guy. Never mm. heard me play. Yeah. I don't know if I want to, because you just automatically assume. Right. I'm going to mm. be a type of player. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then you assume when you see me on the Chase Rice gig that, like, all right, you don't know if, they don't know if I can play this or that. But you haven't seen me when I did, like, my jazz stuff or play in restaurants where you can't play loud. Yeah, yeah. It's about your touch. But when it comes to Chase gig, he asks for something. I deliver that something. That's my boss. Right, right. You know, no so, matter what it is. Yeah. Like, hey, man, that's cool. I love the touch, but hit the drums. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, that's what he wants. Here it is, brother. <laughs> I'm, mm. I'm swinging. I'm a hit. Right. So you know, like, um, you get put in boxes, mm. and I knew. Coming do, you think, do you think black drummers get put more in boxes than others? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would say yeah. I would say yeah. Okay. Like you know, like I say, they they just they expect you to be one way, mm-hmm. or. Like or some people like do enjoy that they they'll call you because they think you you can do mm. that mm-hmm. you know without like again without even hearing you play you know they just automatically assume oh you know man I bet you can do this I like I want you to come play on this with me because I need I need all that choppy and like cooler stuff mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm not all about that right. Like learn learn to play it first. Like get right. to know get to know my playing, like and all the things that I can do. Yeah. Like before you put like try to put me in the box. I pride myself on being outside of that right. box. Right. Yeah. Do you want Jeremy Robertson? Is that who you want? You know, or are you looking for a certain, you know, I, like you say, in a box that you've constructed in your mind that doesn't really exist. Yeah. I, you know, I'm outside the box player like i i want to i want to be me yeah you know yeah i want to be me when i when i sit behind the kit like you know everybody have have a thing that makes them sound like or sound like themselves or that's unique right and right. i want to have that and and or if i do have that like i want to hold what what keeps the essence of me yeah like you know like so, like I say, I, I can play hard. I can play soft, or like I like those. Those are the things that make up who I am. Sure, you know the the building blocks of of my plan. I don't want to be that guy. You know, you see me on the street. Oh, this is all he gonna do, or oh, this right. is all he gonna do. I want people to not know what I'm going to do. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know? Well, well, let's talk about those building blocks, mm-hmm. like. Um, Columbia, South Carolina. Yep. That's where you're from. And you your brother, your older brother, was mm-hmm. a drummer. Yeah. So we've already covered a lot of this, like when John Blackwell lived down the street from you. I mean, mm-hmm. it sounded like there was a community of drummers and older <laughs> drummers in your life from an early Definitely age. And you was. started around what, three years old? Three. Yeah. Okay. So if you could maybe walk us through uh, the timeline of kind of what got you started. I know you did a lot of marching. Yeah, well, when younger, it's just like being around music. Everybody in my family kind of does something, like mm-hmm. sing or play instruments and stuff like that. So I kind of grew up around a musical family. Um, but I don't, I don't know, since, like since I was a baby, 
Um, when I was born, my brother put drumsticks in my hand. He's like, they was like the tightest grip, like for a newborn. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> so I was like, dude, you started this monster. <laughs> you created it. Um, yeah. But my dad was like, those cats, they was into to drums and like, um, and I, I guess I just grew up with it. Break my mom wooden spoons. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, you know what? Let's get them something. Mm-hmm. Stop tearing up stuff around the house. I used to take like the little, um, the hangers, the white part off the hangers, the pants hangers. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to make those my drumsticks. So it really wasn't no hangers in the house. That's like, nice. I was bad. It was really bad. I used to find anything to beat on, pencils, pens. Right, right, right. Like, um, so that's how I just started and got my first drum set. And my brother, like I said, he he helped me out a lot on things. Um, he was stubborn and wouldn't let me play his drum set a lot. So, you know, I when he wasn't home, I used to sneak on it, and I couldn't touch the pedal. I couldn't <laughs> touch the pedal yet. So I used to sneak on it, and I used to be out there, like, just playing snare, snare and hi-hat. That was kind of my thing to do. Yeah. Like, and if he ever hears this, yeah, I played on your kit. <laughs> what? Yeah. He probably um, knew it. He, he, pro- he definitely knew that yeah. I was out there. Because he, he has a certain way he leaves stuff. And I know that as we grow older, like, you go in this room and move it an inch. He's like, somebody been in here messing with my stuff. He already knew. Yeah. But, yeah, I used to go out there and, like, and just play around and stuff. And I got a drum set. Um, was my first drum set. It was a paper drum set. i never forget this thing. And I tore it up. Christmas Day, I got it Christmas, and it was gone Christmas, like by Christmas night. It was like paper heads, yeah. bust through all the drums, cried, oh, <laughs> cried and bawled my eyes out. And uh, my granddad, my grandfather, the next day, he's like, okay, I'm going to go get this boy a real drum set. Yeah. Because obviously there's something here. Right, right, right. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, just that, that. Those things play out in my mind. Uh, Did you have any, like, a private teacher at all that you worked with? Nah, everything was just kind of watching watching my brother, mm-hmm. dad, and um, listening to the records, John, mm-hmm. and band instructors. That was it. Like yeah. Middle school and high school. I had, I had really two good band directors mm-hmm. coming up in school. I'm trying to remember. Uh, you went to John C. Smith University, mm-hmm. and what were what were you doing there? What were you studying? Uh, psychology. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which throws everybody out. <laughs> now, this yeah. is good. This is you're in your element. Yeah. We're talking about drums, and and uh, maybe there's a little bit of psychology going on here. Yeah, so I, st- I studied psychology when I was there, but I did march with the band. Yeah. Um, somehow ended up being like drum major later on few years later um but uh yeah the, the marching band that was fun that was some some good times yeah like uh my drum line it's called funk five mob it's crazy yeah <laughs> um funk five mobs are drum lined and uh those guys was were unique in their own like from all over the place from like up north down south mm. out west you know you got a little bit of everybody that that has they kind of their own style that they came from in high school but now right. we got to put it together and make this one thing sure sure um but that 
uh, that that taught me a lot too about uh, being able to listen. You know, mm-hmm. listening to to what's around me, the person next to me. Yeah, like being in band that 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 did a lot. I guess you know it helped out a lot um, to hear what he's playing. Like we're not stepping on each other. We're trying to play right. the same thing. Right, right. So you know, this, I hear that a lot too about uh, players that did you know drum corps of some sort mm-hmm. that playing together was so important i mean especially when you're dealing with such a staccato instrument mm-hmm. playing together the the room for error is very narrow the, the room for error is is very narrow mm-hmm. uh where you know we're trying we're trying to play with i mean the element of groove and pocket does not mean playing right on the click or right with the bass player or right mm-hmm. with whatever. I mean, there's there's different ways to um, play things around those. So you're not playing as precise, but but there is an element of precision that I think is taught in those things that mm-hmm. um, that I, th- I think is is so valuable. You know, especially um, I never did a lot of drum corps. I never did uh, that, but I hear some of my favorite players that have a history mm-hmm. of that, and, uh, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's what I need. That's what I was yeah. missing. <laughs> well, it, it definitely teaches you, teaches you not to be selfish. Oh, great! What do you mean? You know, like, <clears throat> like I know, I know all the parts that has to be played. Uh-huh. Right, and I got a guy that's next to me. You know, I don't. I'm not trying to outshine him. I'm just trying to play with him. Yeah. You know, so I I, I have to let go a little of my ego, mm-hmm. a little bit of my ego, to make sure my hands are on point. Like we want to sound like one snare. It's ten of us, but mm-hmm. we have to sound. You know, we have to sound pretty much like uh, one snare, mm-hmm. and that's what we aim for. So you know, you you have to. Take away the the selfishness when it comes to band to bands too, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you, you got the drum seat, that's cool, but you got a guitar player up there, you got a bass player up there, you might have a horn player, you know, or the the lead singer, keyboard player. Playing to you have to like be selfish, like not be selfish, right? Like, right. When it when it comes to playing, listen, listening to each other. Yeah. You know, playing off each other, like like all that stuff, that stuff matters. So I I, I try to be um, selfless mm-hmm. when I'm, I guess, on the stage. Yeah. If if that makes if that makes sense. Uh, no, you 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 mentioned that before. You know, your yeah. chase is like, man, won't you play more? Won't you do this? It's like, no, I'm, I'm stepping on your vocal part. Yeah. You know, I want to make sure that we've we've got room. It's almost like, uh, you know, when the bass player is busy, simplify. Yeah, play back. You know, let him go. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I play with Marcelo Vacos. I still love you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so it's simple most of the time, though. No? Yeah. Um, but you, you definitely want to um, not not be selfish and be mindful of the other guys that you have up there around you. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's about the music, and you're trying to create something. Like if I'm playing hard or like you know jumping out over what everybody else is playing like it's gonna sound terrible mm-hmm. you know so yeah dynamics is, they call me the dynamic nazi in the band <laughs> uh, that, i 
I'll take that. I'm fine with that. Sure, like, because sure. like that, those things matter to me. Like they I, should. Yeah, I hear it, and I'm like, no, nah, nah, that it don't. Nah, it don't work like that. Like you know, I want it to be almost till you hear nothing. When you when you, if you're doing a crescendo, you know, or, yeah. or mezzo forte, or for, for, I mean, like those things, like um, they are important to me, and I think they they get forgotten about it's an element of music, of music yeah like playing in tune mm-hmm. like playing in time like you know singing the right words playing the right parts dynamics mm-hmm. is another element and i think a lot of music that we play that most of us play western pop music it's you know you, you just start and play one dynamic and stop yeah and it's like man there's a whole other element there that can construct that can make this music more interesting and playing soft does not mean you lose the intensity exactly there's the challenge you know you actually get to hear the elements of the song yeah you know like if you plan it one way the entire like what what's the difference from the verse in the, in the chorus right 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 So where do you go to find a treasure trove of information about vintage drums, custom drums, and legendary drummers? NotSoModernDrummer.com Since 1988, NotSoModernDrummer is an institution dedicated to researching and documenting the history of modern drums, the art of drum building, and the legendary drummers who play them. The writers and contributors are some of the top vintage and custom drum experts from around the world. Not So Modern Drummer serves as an online gathering place and marketplace for the worldwide community of drummers who buy and sell, collect, preserve, and play these instruments. It also hosts drum-related events that are attended by drummers from all over the world. This website is easy and fun to explore, and the monthly digital magazine subscription is free. So check out NotSoModernDrummer.com. You have the nickname uh, Finesse, mm-hmm. Jeremy Finesse Robinson. You still have that. I still, still have that. You still have that. <laughs> yeah. And where did that? Where did I that come still from? Have that. This lady out of Charlotte, like us. Uh, oh God, a long time ago. <laughs> um, she started calling me that. It's just the, like I said, the way I play. We played in so many different settings. Yeah. Being able to play like in the small restaurants and still mm-hmm. being able to like get your point across. But you're not being loud, like having having that touch. And she was just like, I just love the way you play. You always listen so well. And like you play with such finesse. And then that kind of name was just it was yeah. just born. She just started saying that. She's like, I'm calling you finesse from now on. I like it, man. And it That's stuck. Awesome. It stuck with my peers. Yeah. They they just started calling me that. Like they yeah. heard her do it. Um, and they're probably, they they agree. They're like that works. I yeah, like that. it's it's about your touch, man. Not not everything calls for like just beating the crap out of drums. Yeah, you know they still gonna make sound. Right, right. Oh. Well, I mean that there's a there's a formula to I think there mm-hmm. that that really works and that has worked for so many players. It's like you have this ability to do that, but it starts with listening. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts with being faithful to the music first and then when called upon be able to turn it on yeah you know you gotta work you gotta work work on some of those things too like i used to sneak in the garage when my parents tell me to go to bed so i had to i had to learn how to play soft (laughs) Uh, so like (laughs) 
<laughs> I used to sneak out there. They were like, go to bed. Like, okay, they kicked me off the drum. But I'm like, all right, I'll wait till they go to bed. So I'm just go back out there. And that's how I learned how to keep yeah, practicing. Yeah. Like, I used to sneak back out there and keep going. Tell me about getting the Chase Rice gig mm-hmm. and how that came about. Oh, man. Well, I just, I guess, just moved to Nashville. Hadn't been here. I don't know. I guess I've been here about four months. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of floating around networking and talking to people and just, you know, trying to figure out what, what you know, like who who I needed to talk to or, or how I was going to, like, get on or whatever the case is and just play with as many people I can play with. Yeah. Um, but I was just out, man. I just happened to be at Losers one night and um, just chopping it up with a, with a guy there. Um, his name was Jesse Rice. They are not related. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but they're not related, and um, um, they always have bands on Saturdays and Fridays. And like, so I, I sat in on one song, and then went back up there. And me and him kind of sat at the bar and chatted. He's like, "Man, so how long you been here?" And I was like, "Man, like four months." He's like, "All right, man. Let me get your card, and I might have some people um, that's looking for drummers, so I can just start spreading your name." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Um, but he went home and looked me up on YouTube, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And he called me the next morning. He's like, bro, you did not tell me you uh, play like that. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, man, I looked you up. And I was like, oh, I was like, man, I don't put stuff on YouTube. I guess other people do that. I really never put anything on oh, YouTube. Oh, really? Like, really? Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah. Um, but he's like, man, that's that's like killing. I, I think I have a buddy that's looking for a drummer right now. I'm going to call him and see if he's still looking. And it was it was Chase. Yeah. Um, so he I guess he called him and then he called me back. He's like, Man, um, he's gonna call you in a few minutes. I was like, All right. So about fifteen minutes later, Chase called. He's like, Man, my buddy's like, I really need to check you out. Like yeah. uh, I saw some of your YouTube stuff. He's like, That's impressive. He's like, um, I'm kinda done with the auditions, but um my producer and everybody else feel like I should give you a shot. And I was like, Okay, cool. I was like, What you need me to do? He's like, I'm going to send you two songs. Yeah. Um, and it's like 10 a.m. He's like, if you can learn these two songs and like kind of get them to me by the afternoon so I can check them out like before I go on stage. And I was like, all right, that's cool. So he sent me the songs. I had to figure I was like, okay, now where am I going to do this at? I don't have no drum spot. <laughs> oh, you so, mean like record yeah, video? Yeah, you want to be like do like a do video, learn two songs and do like a video. And that would be my audition. Wow. So I was like, oh, I'm calling everybody. I was like, yo, like buddies, and like man, you got a drum room. You know, anybody have a drum room? And I remember one of my buddies from Charleston, South Carolina, um, Parker Gans, another great drummer, by the way. Yeah. Um, he lived here and he had a drum room. He's like, man, just go take my space. And I was like, oh, you just saved my life. So I got in the space, listened to the songs, listened to the songs, started working out the part, started working out the part, and and I. He, just did a video on my on my iPhone and sent him both songs and I was I think I got it got it to him by two two p.m. Wow yeah so he's like man I was fast and I was like well I mean it was just only two songs right <laughs> so right. it was it That's was fairly cool. easy so and I did that and here I am today it's nice, just like man. like two months later after that he's like he gave me a call he's like hey man I want you to come play nice so. That's great, man. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, just it's you got to strike 
as soon as the opportunity arises. Yeah. And you just got to be prepared. You never know. Yes. Time off when you're home. Mm-hmm. Are you able to spend any time shedding or anything like that? Um, sometimes. Well, it depends on, like, what, what I want to work on, too. Like, if it's... If I knew I was having some problems with certain things in the mm. show, I would definitely focus on that. Right, right. <laughs> Excuse me. I would put a I would put a little time focuses on like, okay, that was just sloppy. Mm. Like, I'm gonna go work on that, and I'm gonna play it slow as possible to make sure I'm. I'm it's you know it's just not me. Like I'm not like I'm hearing what I'm hearing, or my hands are doing what they need to be doing. So yeah, I, I go break. I, I listen to. To our um, our shows all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, I, awesome. I go back and listen to him. My sound man, like he he has like four little hard drive things. Like he always yeah. give me. I just give them to him every week before That's a we go great out. Idea. And I I go back and I critique. I hear what the band is doing. Like, oh, Jay, that was just that snare here was just a little too loud. Like, I'm, but I'm hard on myself though when it comes to that. So yeah. I like to go back and listen and like to cor- correct those things that I think that could be better. Uh-huh. Like you know I might have played this one song. I was like, oh, you know what? I really that that really sounded good. And it's one little part. Yeah. Like you know that I'm real I'm real particular about like I need that to be clean. Mm-hmm. Or well this 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 symbol rang a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Like I want to get to the point when we're going into the verse i don't want to like break it down and i'm not all the way down when we start going into it Mm. like kick pattern like kick was too hard everything else was fine but i hit the kick a little bit too hard Mm. like i'm like i'm particular like that i listen like that well i mean but but also it sounds like you know you're able to hear hey that worked really well Mm -hmm. let's stay on that too because i know that it's sometimes difficult for the the idea of recording yourself is so helpful and 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 daunting at the same time mm-hmm. because it, it exposes so much and a lot of times we don't want to look in the mirror we don't want to see that but 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 the silver lining of it is it helps so much mm-hmm. and uh and also it it, it kind of sheds some light on something that works that maybe you didn't know was working so well yeah. like oh that, I got to remember that or maybe you did something once, then you're like, okay, that's got to happen, or I, I, or there's an i there's a seed of an idea that needs to be developed more. You know, next yeah. time in the woodshed, you know, whatever. Oh, it, it, it de- listening to it also too. Like, you know, sometimes we play doubles and we think we're actually playing doubles, but they're they're not even. Mm. The kicks are not even. Mm-hmm. Like, or your hands are not even. Right. It's the small things oh, that you yeah, that you. Really don't pay attention to like they're not even like that role was terrible mm-hmm. like oh my god like and I've done that I've done it a few weeks ago like what what are you playing right now <laughs> like, what is that like, yeah I'm, I'm, but that's me I'm hard rhythmically dynamically or both well both well yeah. you know like is there's um there's when we use tracks I like to keep it open. I, like, cause there's so much going on. They got percussion stuff in tracks and like all these little little nuances and stuff. So I'm I'm like I I don't like to be in the way of that. 
I let them do their thing. They, it breathe. Sure. You know, and I I play my parts. But there's some things on the hi hat that, you know, that I also I put in there. Um, <clears throat> that's what the music called for, and it's like. It's not in the track, so I can play it. Like I hear it on the song, it's not in the tracks. So those are things that I do play, mm-hmm. and it could be like um, just something simple on the hi hat or whatever the case is. But if it's not clean to me, you know, yeah, I'm like uh, that was trash, Jay. Well, especially if if you're running tracks and there's percussion there, yeah. there's there's not much room for error. I mean, not at all. Yeah, not you can be all. loose with it, maybe without that stuff, and it can create some sort of a vibe. But man, when you've got tracks running, say like a straight sixteenth or oh, things like that, the shakers are your worst enemy. <laughs> right, <laughs> shakers. Is- <laughs> Right. And I try not to like. I don't want my hat, hi hat, to be real live when the shaker go down. So those are things that I work on. Like I wanted to to have that that feel, mm-hmm. almost that like mm-hmm. choo choo train feel. Like yeah. you know, if it's there, like that's what I'm feeling. I want I want everybody else to feel that too. What goes into that yeah. dynamic thing you were talking yeah. about? You know, on the hi hat, and sometimes just playing that 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 it's gonna interfere. Like unless you're just like. Soup right on, but I mean, as the human element though mm-hmm. dictates, uh, the, the decision has to be made to play with a certain accent so that it feels right with the loop. Yeah, you know, so you're not just playing sixteenths. There's a and there's a track that Julie has where there's a sixteenth shaker thing going on, and and so on the drums. If the if that loop wasn't happening, I would play sixteenths on the hi hat. Mm-hmm. But because the loop is happening, I have to adjust accordingly. So it's broken eights, broken sixteenths, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Because that sixteenth is already there, and depending on how we're being mixed, which who knows, we don't have a house engineer. Depending on how you're being mixed, sometimes you gotta simplify what you're doing and let the loop happen. Exactly. You know, so if, even if you like, you know, if if sixteen you playing one and you play one and two and but my and is gonna be so soft. Mm. Right, right, right. You right. know, that's that, and that's just that's the way I hear. Right. But, and you're supporting you're supporting the loop, which mm-hmm. is in turn giving the bass player and the rhythm players something to like if you're say driving the quarter notes, then they're like, oh, that's where that's where the time is. They're mm-hmm. not concerned with every sixteenth in the loop, whatever even if they have it in their mix. but it's like if you're laying down that strong time pulse, yeah, and those elements, then it's like, then it all it just it's the complete package for it, sure. It, it, it is like, a lot of people ask me like, man, why do you just play quarter notes? I don't. Mm. I'm not playing quarter notes. You're not paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. That's, but if that's yeah, that's like what what sticks out to you. But I'm playing I'm playing eighth notes. I'm playing. But I I just want that feel to where it's almost missing. Like, but if if you got those things that those that percussion stuff, if that's if that's there, you don't need to be. Right. You know, you don't you don't need to like be there. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna break it down to where it's like it's a simple groove. You already got something that's that's kind of churning. It's like a car trying to turn over. You like you know you, you already got something that's that's already turning. You just need to fire, um, mm-hmm. and that's. Like that's my fire, my one, two, and right, three, and right. four. Right. And those 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 ghost notes in between can can make that feel 
feel exactly. incredible. Yeah. yeah. You've been in town for a relatively short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Picked up an awesome gig in a relatively short amount of time. Where do you see things going for you? Say, like, another, this is another trick question, right? <laughs> like in 10 years, 20 years, um, what would you like to be doing? I just want to, I want, I want to keep growing. And mm-hmm. like, um, I want to reach more people, whether I'm still on the road or I'm not on the road. You know, if, if I get to do some studio stuff, um, mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. Um, but my main thing is just I just want to see, like, myself grow and, like, my peers grow and, like, the younger generation. I just want to see them grasp hold of to this thing that I love mm-hmm. and, like, pour in it to pour in it the same thing that I'm pouring into it, like the love for it. I want to just build on that thing, you know, like I, who knows where, where my career would go. You know, I can break my arm tomorrow or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't know. I just want to, I want to take it as far as I can go. Like if, right. if I can, if I can get buried with my drum, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I, uh, I, that's a, that's a really good perspective. I think that it sounds like you know listening to board tapes, listening to different kinds of music. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, there's a, a consistency mm-hmm. in your approach to your career about how do I get better, how do I do better at what I'm doing now, um, how do I continue to grow and stay focused on the big picture mm-hmm. and let the little things happen. Let the little things fall where they may yeah. and be ready for when they do. Yeah. Kind of like when the chase rice gig came about, okay, I've got two, three hours to get it together. Yeah. Figure so, it out. Yeah. Figure it out. I mean, what is, what is a wheel? There's a way. And that's, you know, some of the old scenes of my mom and a lot of older folks I grew up around, like it, it can be done. Like, you can't, don't start it off by making excuses for it. Hmm. Like, you, you, like, if you want it, you will get it. Mm-hmm. And, and you just have to work for it. And mm-hmm. no matter, like, what obstacle that is, like, you can find a way over it. Hmm. Like, you know, just, you're going to face them. It's, it's just, it's life. Things are going to happen. It's like breaking a stick in the middle of the song, like, yeah. like on, a, on a key part, but you got to reach back. And grab another stick. Right. But you're going to get mad and stop playing? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. You yeah, just, yeah. you got to keep going. Figure it out. It's, it's tough. Like, stick it out. Stick it out. It's almost like a long game it, plan. It, it you is. Know, be, yeah. Stick it out, man. It's, yeah. it's going to be frustrating. Like, yeah. Well, man, it, it sounds like you've, you've got a lot figured out for your age and, and, and <laughs> things are happening and, 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 and it's, it's awesome, dude. And you're, and there's lots, there's lots online to see for those who don't know about your playing and, uh, but, uh, there's lots online to see and, and, and hopefully this adds to the narrative of what you got going on. Well, so I just hope somebody can get something from it. Yeah. That's, that's my main goal. I well, one guy has me so far. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you, man. Oh, hey, thank thanks you, man. for doing that. I appreciate this. you having me. Man. Yeah, thanks for appreciate doing it. this. Like, definitely meant a lot. 
So there you have it, folks. There is my conversation with Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy is one of those uh, guys that has been on the list for quite some time, ever since we met at the Black Drummers of Nashville Roundtable. And um, getting to know him a little bit better has been fun. Seeing some of the videos online and some of the stuff that showcases his ability uh, was really cool. And uh, he's also uh, one of those players that I've been getting some requests from some listeners. And uh, so a couple things. Uh, it's exciting to share that news with Jeremy and said, hey, there's some people that have been asking about you. And also uh, some of the listener interaction with uh, us in this podcast. So uh, I, I thank you for that. Uh, my thanks goes to Mike Jackson for his technical assistance. And stay tuned next week for Zach Albetta's episode. Uh, as I mentioned before at the beginning of this uh, episode, we have t-shirts for sale. Um, three colors are really cool. Just go online, go to workingdrummer.net and take a look at what we have. Um, we've got all sizes available. Um, also, patreon.com slash workingdrummer. You can go on there and just kind of get an idea of what we have to offer you for those who have the ability to help support what we're doing. Uh, but again, we thank you so much for your input and for listening, and I hope to see you around. Bye-bye.